everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, back with Cider Bacon and Christian Conway. And so it ends. I hate yeah. everything. Yeah, we uh, we made it, though. We're here uh, to bring you, of course, um, you know, what I think will be a cathartic episode, I hope. Um, yeah, I mean, what a game, though. What a game. Um, for the galaxy to be in fourth place and be able to impress the way that they did. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate that Alan uh, Chapman was the referee, but you know, the galaxy fought with their hearts till the very end. And man, we got two golosos from the galaxy side. So, you know, obviously not how we'd hoped, but this was a team that actually gave us hope. And we just started feeling good about, yeah. Uh, does anyone else feel a little hungover today? Like, I mean, just, you know, uh, the emotions of last night and, and, you know, it, it's funny. I was, I was, I was musing to myself as, as I was driving into the bunker today to get ready to, to, to get this thing going. I was thinking, you know, how do I, how do I frame what I, the emotions that I experienced last night, because it was very much a roller coaster. And the thing was, I think, you know, when we got to the 40, when we got to halftime, there was a part of me that I think said, Okay, one one. There was one minor flashpoint incident. This doesn't really feel like an El Trafico, right? Like this feels a little too tame. And then that second half, it just decided to go absolutely, you know, T over A in terms of just like absolute insanity. Uh, but you know, yeah, I think the Galaxy. This was only the most comforting Galaxy performance we've had in a while, in the sense that all the old problems were there. And so kind of I knew how this was going to shape out the sense of they overcommitted the wingbacks high. The center backs didn't cover well. Transition defense was brutal. But also what they did, they passed LAFC to death. You know, they ran the possession number 60.7% possession, 11 shots, you know, four on goal. They were moving the ball well, you know, 535 passes, a good passing accuracy, 84%. But again, like I said last week, and I, I almost feel like it's been – you know, when, when we when we finally get into our 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 final postseason mortem, I think the one line I'm gonna keep repeating and I'll start it here is the Galaxy are a very good team until they have to finish the play. And then the Galaxy completely fall apart. And again, I think a more clinical Galaxy team, they score two goals in that first 10 minutes, and all of a sudden the game's completely over. Because I don't think LAFC played particularly well. I think LAFC did something that the Galaxy wanted to do to LAFC, which was lay off the ball just that little bit, hit on the counter, and realize the Galaxy, you know, and, and, and get a defense that's scrambling in transition. You know, if you look at LAFC this year, they've been known for being this very dominant team that, you know, puts you under a pressure cooker, dominates possession, intricate passing movements, very direct, and gets it in the back of the net. Well, the Galaxy basically, the thought was, okay, we'll slow them down by being very defensively solid. We'll be a little bit slower, you know, breathe a little bit more. But it never came to fruition instead it was lafc being the ones as the i don't want to say you know defensive team but the, you know the reactors if you will and they reacted in such an effective way that it forced the galaxy into moments of transition what have the galaxy been bad at all year moments of transition you get what you saw and, and and again you also can't contribute for a single player going absolutely nuclear in one game that was dennis bawanga last night he was absolutely fantastic for lafc they the Galaxy, in, in, in the second half, the Galaxy kind of pulled off a little bit and and actually started to get the game state a little bit more what they wanted. But it became a little too little, a little too late, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, overall, like, 
like you said, it, it wasn't a bad performance by the Galaxy. I was watching that game with an Austin fan and a Portland fan, both no dog in the race. I mean, wanted Galaxy to win for me because, you know, that's what friends are for. But just as complete neutrals watching that game, they both kept saying the Galaxy looked like the better team. The Galaxy looked better than LAFC. LAFC is just capitalizing on the moments they do have, whereas the Galaxy, as they have all season, were not capitalizing on on any of those big moments that they had. I mean, there was some unfortunate ones from Chicharito up front. You know, there was that crossbar. Was that uh, Costa that hit the crossbar? Those no, balls have to no, go no. in. They have to go in. You know, if especially from your two DPs, and I know Costa hasn't really been much of what we've wanted from a from a designated player, but in big moments, in big games, you have to convert those one way or the other. Yeah, and I, and I, I just to kind of to to run onto your point about conversion moments, I think what the thing is is we saw a supporter shield winner, you know almost a history setter in terms of points of, in the season. And it's kind of like what divides a good team versus a great team and a great team. They get two opportunities early. They finish them. And then a great team finds a way to finish out the game. A good team gets a lot of opportunities, doesn't finish them and allows their opposition to hang around. We saw a good team and a great team last night. I don't think it's hard to tell which was which. I mean, I do think the Galaxy were the better team, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Had we gone to extra time, I really think the Galaxy would have won, um, you know. But that said, it is frustrating, and it's not just because we're Galaxy fans, right? I mean, I know we've got, you know, our blinders on a um, little less than LAFC fans do, but they definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, refereeing the usual problems the Galaxy have been having, um, you know, like you said, uh, capitalizing, converting, um, you know, that's been going on. Vanny's late sub decisions um, have always been a problem. The subbing decisions have been a problem of who comes in, you know, depth on this team and what have you. And then I think also um, just, just that, we know this is was a beatable LAFC team. They're oh, yeah. cramping up. You know, they had the bye week. I mean, yeah. Oh, see, my dog agrees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they looked vulnerable, and I and I, and I think if you're Austin or Dallas, actually, honestly, you watch that game and 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 you're you're licking your chops a little bit. You're thinking, all right, you know, there's something here. We can we can go there and 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 get something out of this. I, what I would say is, I think, you know, in these kind of games it's all about gambling, right? It's all about, all right, you know, I'm going to make this decision knowing that there's going to be X weakness, but Y strength. And I think Vanny made a couple of gambles. I mean, the, the first gamble that I think he got, I, I'm a very, I'm, I, I will preface this segment by saying I'm a very big Greg Vanny guy. And I think he was cowed into by what LAFC was doing in order to make these, these gambles. The first gamble he takes is in the 56th minute to bring on Kevin Cabral for Douglas Costa. I don't know if I go there, but I can understand why he does that because then you can kind of shift into the 4-4-2. You've been really good at that all year. Give Chicharito kind of a, a focal point to work off of. You can kind of get Pooch a little bit more 
you know, a little bit more central and, and, it, and it kind of helps. But then the gamble he has to make in the 80th minute is he's down a goal, right? And so he shifts into the 3-5-2 because, you know, you and you can tell that they shift into it. And I think when they score, when Dayon scores that absolute screamer, and by the way, that was one of the best goals I've ever seen all season. I, I, I think he then looks at the 3-5-2, looks at the yellow card situation, looks at the game that Chapman's calling, and Chapman called a rough game for both teams. I don't think we are exclusively the ones, you know, bearing the brunt of that pain. Um, I think he looks at the 3-5-2 the way that all season it's struggled defensively because the wingbacks pin so high. And basically, if you look at the way that they go after after um, Jovic scores in the 85th minute, it wasn't reading to me like they were playing for extra time. It looks like, to me, it was reading, all right, we understand that if we have to hold this formation for 30 more minutes, then we're going to have a problem. You know, it, it, Things are going to be an issue. And so that's why they pushed so hard. And I think that's why... LAFC somehow gets the corner, then, you know, Chicharrongo, you know, on the back post. I would say, I think after they scored the second goal, I would have handled things a little differently um, because you do get that extra sub in extra time, right? So maybe you go, you bring on Chase Gasper for Raheem Edwards, be a little bit more defensively solid and basically lock it down. And then with that extra sub, go and bring on, you know, maybe Efrain or, or, or you know, maybe Sasha, you know, because Sasha can give you 30. So I, I think tactically it was a little deficient, but again, also, as we've been saying, they played a team that just took advantage of their opportunities. And, you know, again, great teams take advantage of their opportunities. Good teams get them, but don't always finish them. And I think that's the, you know, to to kind of not begin our preview of next season, but to kind of quickly, you know, tease it. The ethos has to be, we will be a great team because we're going to get again into all these opportunities. The framework's there. But now it's all about, okay, how can we make those opportunities become lethal opportunities? That is kind of the big puzzle piece question here. For me, the the early sub of Cabral was just, and, and I get what you're saying, and I, and I can understand that point and what maybe Vanny was seeing and what he was trying to do. And we all know Cabral's coming on. Like, we're living in a world where you're not going to keep your DP out of the game, even if he has been absolutely atrocious um and side note real quick we didn't talk about it in the previous episode but i completely do not condone booing your own player off the field especially a guy you know already lacks confidence like we're better than that and it's just it's not going to help him it's not going to help him and he has to play so you're just making things absolutely worse for him um i meant to talk about that a couple days ago but um yeah just bringing him on that early um when Costa wasn't having a bad game at all it I questioned it 56 minute I could see maybe 76 um but unfortunately you know Cabral goes out and does what Cabral does he he can't possess he can't pass he's he just he just needs to go well, for his own his own good. I mean, not even just because we don't want him because he's he's struggling. We've talked about that too. He needs to go for his own mental game. He needs to go somewhere new and just start fresh. So I I, I what I will say about the Cabral substitution and uh, I was kind of just reviewing some notes we we had in our text thread. What I think happened is 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 you know, Kushta. I, I think the Cabral substitution 
is a symptom, not so on the night. Let's just take the 90 minutes, you know, kind of exclude exclude everything else. Just the 90 minutes of last night. The the Douglas Costa Cabral swap is a symptom of the problem that occurred last night, not the disease. And the disease was that the Galaxy made a bet that Raheem Edwards and Julian Araujo would be able to be a little bit more effective in their defensive shaping when the ball turned over. It's been the problem all year. The problem is they ran into Dennis Bawanga. And if you watch, especially in the first goal, this is where the, I think the system, the that the disease is, is where it's 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 clearly, you know, elucidated. Which is, I think all of us when we te- when we saw you know, Buanga get in in the twenty third minute and score that goal, all of us were like, why is Douglas Costa on defense for him? Like, that's Julian's mark. That's you know Sega's mark. What what's going on here? And if you watch that play back, it's. Buanga realizing that Julian's pinned so high that he has space. And instead of doing the traditional winger, just kind of keeping your toes on the chalk line, he goes straight inside and starts attacking that heart of the defense. But what happens is coach has to come back and then start collapsing centrally. Well, when your center backs are trying to cover Chicho Arango and Carlos Vela, you know, it, it, your, your outside back has to be back there at that moment. And, and he's not. And, and I mean, you know, you can fault Douglas Costa for a lot of things, but I don't think, you know, I, I think faulting him for not being defensively solid when he's never played defense a day in his life isn't necessarily, you know, the smartest thing to do. And then Bolonga just has the, the simplest of tap-ins to, to finish that. And what happened is I think Vinny overcorrected for the fact that that shape was collapsing on Julian and Costa's wing. It was just collapsing that little bit too much. And so Fanny wanted to overcorrect, which was you basically put a guy that's notorious for just staying wide that doesn't like coming inside, and that would theoretically force you know the the side of the LA, the corresponding side of the LAFC defense to then start playing wider. So Bulanga and everyone would be a little bit more honest about getting to that far touch line, and I don't think that's a bad gamble because then it starts pulling that midfield out a little bit more than Pooch and everyone gets the spaces that they're really good at operating. And I think if you watch that second half back, what you're going to see is. LAFC collapsed very centrally and Pooch was hit every single time he was in a moment of distribution. Brugman really had trouble getting on the ball. Delgado really had trouble setting the tempo. What did we talk about? The critical thing in this game was all of them setting tempos and getting through balls. They never got an opportunity to do that in the second half. And so I understand why you may be bringing Cabral then to kind of widen out the field. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, and then I understand why they go into the three-five-two when they're chasing a goal. You need more bodies on the field. You know, you you need Victor Vasquez to kind of start quarterback in the offense, so to speak. Defensively, he's not good. We know that. And then he loses his mark on a corner. Like the the decisions in the moment as they were made, I can understand. But I think Vanny got a little too involved in the game state at that exact second, rather than looking at the overall picture of the game states as they had been presented to him over, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And that happens. And in a playoff game where micromanaging is the easiest thing to do because of the importance of the knowledge that if you don't win this, you're going home. I can sympathize with wanting to overcorrect, but again, you have to be a little bit more patient in terms of your, or you have to be a little bit more farsighted in terms of understanding like how things are going in the game states. Yeah, I also agree that you should not be booing your own player, that that didn't help. Um, but from what I had seen, everybody was vouching for Cabral, rooting for him. 
uh, in this game. But then, of course, he gets the ball and you're just kind of, yeah, there there go your expectations, you know. Um, before we start going into, yeah, wanting to move which players and what have you, um, you know, a few of my notes here. It, it just killed me that LAFC had only one shot on a goal and that was the goal that the first goal that they scored. Um, it's not unusual for the galaxy, right? We know that they, they have a lot of chances, so many shots and they just, they just don't go in. And like you said, so many close chances. Um, then, you know, the goals that do get in are wonder balls. It's incredible. Um, you know, but the G's just kept playing from behind and we've seen this before as well. And against, um, LAFC, yeah at home at the at the bank you know like that's yeah that's exactly makes it that much more difficult uh for the galaxy to play in that in that stadium under those conditions a huge bummer for me on the night is with the season that sega has had you know he's he's been one of our more solid defenders consistently throughout the season that what people are really going to harp on and remember is just the way that he, instead of boxing out the player and letting the ball roll out of bounds, decided to try to turn and kick it off the player, but just kicked it out for that corner that ultimately was the end for us. And I think, I think something similar happened to Julian at the end of last season. Right. And that's all people wanted to talk about and remember and, it just erases in their minds like all the good things that they have done all season by that one mistake. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't think about it too much. You you, you got to be, what's Ted Lasso say? Be a goldfish, right? Be a goldfish. Make, mis- make your mistakes, but you got to go out and forget them next game or next season. And even going into the off season, you know, just train hard and um, come back the same you did, you know, as, as, the solid defender and not on just thinking about that one moment where you may have cost the playoff hopes for, for the rest of the run here. Well, I also think, you know, blame can be shared around there, which is that, yeah, I mean, the corners conceded and, and whatever, but I mean, what are we doing? Not being able to defend a basic corner, you know, like, Oh, I, I mean, for I mean, sure, for sure. Yeah, the set pieces have always been a problem for the Galaxy. But it, it, you know, even it, this is the 90th minute, like, you know, and it's clear that LAFC is also playing for extra time because they were kind of a little terrified. Like, I mean, like, we just, it, that has to be better. I mean, that, that, that's 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 the moment last night that I got really frustrated with, I think, the most, which was, I was I was annoyed in the first half that they weren't, you know, they were getting into very good moments and, and they weren't, you know, being particularly effective, but that's been the story of the entire season, la, la, la. Um, but I mean, just, it's, it's a simple corner, you know, they're not doing anything crazy. You know, it's just, again, that simple corner, you have to defend it. You have, you have to defend that in that moment, in that game. And the fact that they didn't do it, just, I, 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 that frustrated me a ton last night. Yeah. That's the part that plays over and over in our, you know, sleepless states and in our waking moments. Um, but again, you know, I was listening to what Bond had to say on that play. And he said, you know, of course, you know, when you're in the moment, it didn't seem like a bad decision, but then afterwards you do think about all the things that, that you could have done differently. And, and I don't blame any one player and I don't, you know, um, 
I don't feel mad at this team. I feel like for for for, for what that game was, it, it could have gone either way. And um, you know, pendulum swung for LAFC. Yeah, of course the Galaxy made their mistakes, but this is also just a very I mean, this is what happens in soccer, right? It's just one of those games. Um I'm gonna let you guys say a couple more things before I bring up a couple more points. Well, at the end of the day, it's a team sport, right? It takes a full team to win and it takes a full team to lose. So yeah, you can point at individual moments, uh, mistakes, whatever, but it all comes together as one because if the rest of the team had compensated for a mistake here or a mistake there, victory would be in hand. But alas, here we are. It took 11 guys on that pitch to to uh not win yeah and and i think just to quickly kind of add some some positivity into the conversation as i'm i'm always supposed to do i I think i play the court jester on this uh this podcast far too often um i think you know the the framework of it all was there right like i mean there were so many good passing moments so many good moments of intricate movement they had lafc dancing you know chasing shadows whatever you know uh, terminology you want to use to uh, describe that and I think you know again it's a question of you know improving finishing in the final third and they've kind of done that in, against Nashville and, and probably should have been a little bit more effective against Nashville I mean obviously Nashville didn't come to play them um, I mean Nashville came to play defense but again you know I, I think you know you can rue all the missed chances but again I think there was a lot of good that I saw in that game. I think there was a lot of moments where I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Next year is going to be very good. But there was also, again, it was it was the typical, the LA Galaxy just do not defend in transition. And when that happens, they're at sixes and sevens. And to steal a phrase I used a couple of years ago, they're like, they were like giraffes on ice skates when they were having to run backwards towards their own goal. Um, and I think that's going to be the big thing here is, you know, how do they recover from this? And, and how do they, they, they kind of become that lethal team? And, I think that what they saw was, you know, that that 5% gap between them and LAFC, which is that LAFC is a team that's lethal. They know how to, they know how to finish. They get the job done when they need to get it done. The Galaxy are almost there. They're not there yet. And that's going to be the big kind of conversation as we go into the offseason, as we begin our uh, postseason reviews. And I think it was just it, the frustration was, you know, again, it's the difference between a good team and a great team. A good team makes chances. A great team finishes them. And unfortunately... We were a good team on the night. We weren't a great team on the night. Yeah, the uh, the Galaxy had chances all all the way to the end. I mean, even after LAFC scored their last goal, it's like, look, there's still like two minutes left, and it was and it was us hammering, which is why I thought, well, if this could have gone into extra time, the Galaxy could have could have won mm-hmm. this, you know. Um, but yes, keeping on that positivity train. This obviously stings so much because it was LAFC. You just you don't feel like you're just playing for a chance at the cup. You're playing for LA. You're paying for playing for pride, you know. Um, and so it stings. But what can become of this LA Galaxy team? Like I said, we just started feeling good about this team. I mean, with the exception of Cabral, I I love this team. I love what these guys can do and so what i'm a little worried about are the i mean change is the only constant but i really don't want to change too much about this team i think that you know and when we get into our reviews we'll go into more depth of it but you know there's a reason that this team 
now was um, not only making the playoffs, which was just a goal at some point for us, but then they became contenders for the Western Conference. So it it really it really just shows you what what this team is capable of and it, it actually makes me excited it makes me hopeful again which i know to bring on more ted lasso it's the hope that kills us but you know um yeah i mean i'm i i know that this team wasn't necessarily you know um better material right like i knew that we ended in fourth place which is still better than we thought we were gonna be but it's also like okay yeah like we deserve fourth place and um yeah so this is where we're at i'm just hoping that there are gonna be good changes moving forward i know we were kind of talking about how look klein is in just as much as herbalife is right like i don't think that's gonna change um you know i don't i personally not a vanny vanny out person um and it's not just because you know he's hot it's and because he's got like you know um his own history right like we were like oh he did this for toronto and they sucked like maybe he could do this for the galaxy and um it's not even just that i mean yes we're frustrated with him and and we have concerns about some of the decisions that he makes but again not all of these guys on on the team um were his to to maneuver he has to play Cabral he's a DP so um you know I just feel like there's so much and I was trying to dance around the word potential but here we go there's so much potential here and I'm just I don't want to lose the good stuff that the galaxy have if that makes sense yeah he honestly his hands are tied he doesn't have a choice he's you know there's something coming from above him that's saying you cannot bench a DP. It's not like when Kinnear took over as interim head coach and was like, this isn't going to be my job next year, so F it. I am benching every garbage player. And he benched DPs, and he didn't play him for games. Vanny doesn't have that luxury because he does want to keep this job. I Fingers crossed he wants to keep this job. you know. So his hands definitely were tied. Um Unfortunately, with all season with two DPs that just were underperforming greatly. Um, we'll see. I think I, I don't think both of them go next year, but I, I do see Cabral probably not being around um, because we do have to open up that spot for for Ricky. He is going to get a DP contract next year. You know it. I would be shocked if Victor's still around. I mean, the man can barely move. Um, Sasha very likely could retire in this offseason. Uh, you know, that opens up some space for for younger depth in the midfield, maybe even just bringing in those younger guys that we've seen play already that definitely, like, deserve a spot at least to be on the bench and come in for those those garbage minutes at the end and start proving themselves. So, you know, there's there's going to be some movement, I think, probably more than we expect or more than we hope. But I think the core group, the core frame that we have really started to enjoy these last handful of games are still going to be the ones that we see next year. Yeah, Pooch, hands down, um, obviously, major spark for the Galaxy. Um, 
I know the other guys that are on the other side of 30. I didn't realize Grand Seer was was 35 also. Um, There's yeah, and Christian, I, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> you know, I know he's just, just a number. He's no, 20, but um, he, no, 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 he's 26. He is? I just Grand Googled Seer? it. Yeah, he's okay, 26. Whoever I, told you that is a liar. Well, I thought I heard something on the broadcast. I don't know. Anyways, okay, well, that makes more sense. So, um, anyways, yeah. Uh, again, you know, we're, we're not we're not there. We can't really say who's gonna go where, but um, but like you're saying, like Brugman, like these are guys that, yeah, I I want to see. I want to see. I mean, I know there's rumors of like Suarez and Ronaldo floating around, and to be honest, like I could care less about both of those guys. But go ahead. Yeah, I think you know when you look at a lot of what the movement's going to be this off season. Uh, Jamie, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's not guys that are foundational guys. It's kind of spurious guys. You know, like, I mean, obviously Douglas Costa was a bit of an experiment. You know, Sasha's probably going to move on. You know, he's at that point in his career. You know, you talk about, you know, Kevin Cabral. That was always going to be kind of an, you know, that, that was always kind of a, a weird marriage to begin with. And, and you know, it's clear that it, it, it didn't really work out. You know, so I think the movement that's going to occur is going to be stuff that we, A, pretty much predicted, which means the coaching staff has probably known it for, you know, months in advance before we knew it. Um, because obviously we're not privy to the, the closed doors conversations. Um, and yeah, probably a good thing when considering our tinkering uh, tendencies, but um, yeah, you know, I, I think the moves they have to make are not necessarily earth shattering moves and they have a lot of flexibility considering, you know, what could happen. So I, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the off season. They have to get it right. That's there's no, and and there are always surprises in the off season. Let's not, you know, kid ourselves, but you know, for the, the mission at hand, the framework, and we saw it a lot last night is right there. It's just a question of now the getting the little bells and whistles around it to enhance it. And that's going to be the big conversation in this off season. I know we're, uh, we're running, running out of time here, but I, uh, I have to bring up just how absolutely terrible Landon Donovan was in the booth. Oh my God. I I wanted him to balance out the stuff, but I was just like, bro, really? The amount of awkward silence between the two Uh of them, it just, and having to listen to the other guy be like, LAFC. It made me, it made me start to cry inside for my love and how much I already miss hearing Joe and Kobe call games because wow, Landon does not have a future in broadcast. Yeah, yeah let, and to be Landon. fair, you guys, yeah, we don't know if uh, Tutino is coming back. Um, on right, Apple we TV. don't know those contracts, but no. the, if the, we heard the last game, the word I the preview of how bad things can be. Let's let's hope let's hope San Diego keeps him on as a coach because I don't want the word I'd use to describe his uh, his commentary is uh, is dry is the way I'd say it. Well, yeah. that's nice of you. <laughs> uh, my mom, my mom always told me if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Unfortunately, I said something. So, and we all love Landon, but go ahead. Just he doesn't speak with much personality and we know Landon has a lot of personality so it just yes dry dry is honestly the best way to describe it it just almost sounded like somebody trying to read a script and not doing well with it (laughs) um Dejan Dejan what love of our lives like our sun and our stars he really is the the future of the fun also (laughs) the future of 
the galaxy. And I, I wouldn't blame him if he moved on, but for the love of God, if Dijon ever hears this, please, please don't leave us. Please give us another chance. You'll get more minutes, buddy. I, I really, I don't understand the late subbing and I don't, and I, and he, this kid has amazing patience and proves himself over and over. I know that he's been subbed in earlier before and it hasn't worked out, but man alive, he kept us alive Yeah. in, in that match. And I, I really thought uh, like it, it was going to go into extra time because of that. Yeah, no, I the really text thread I had with my friends when he came on turned to all caps of just me, our Serbian savior, just all these beautiful, wonderful things about him. And then he scores the goal and they're like, how far ahead is your stream? I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was just letting you know that this was going to happen without even knowing it was going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I know we are running out of time, but uh, allow me to to quote uh, what I what I texted the thread. Um, my sweet, sweet Serbian chess master son, who I love so much. Holy bleeping bleep. <laughs> I did a lap around my house. My roommates were in bed, and so I, I was doing my best to be respectful and not scream. I was silent screaming and running laps around my house when that happened all right well we gotta we gotta close it out guys yes in the uh, time that's left in this zoom call uh dejan jovalich could score a goal so <laughs> um much love thank you again for all of our listeners thank you so much for all of our supporters the galaxy community the supporters that went to the bank and um as always traveling and supporting we love you well we're gonna miss you and uh i'm not able to go to that game in february as of yet unless somebody gives me a ticket and also i think the three of us are planning to stay the heck away from the rose bowl um another el trafico but i'll never know uh just but, a, uh, yeah just to quickly close out um season ending preview or uh, reviews are coming out soon um we will probably do the simplies again if you guys want to do that that was really fun last year um we should do it again um so Indeed. we'll do it um, yeah. So again, give us five stars on your podcast app. It helps us find awesome people like you. Um, and we really appreciate it. This has been a fantastic season. We'll get a little emotional at the simply, so it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for my end. Uh, and I can't wait to review the season with you both. Stay tuned. It's been fun guys. Bye.